0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Local Podcast. Today's episode 51. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Brian Nicholas Jewelry. They are Westmoreland's best-kept secret for all your jewelry needs, and they're located conveniently inside of the Pond and Jewelry Exchange right in downtown Greensburg, right down the road. Their husband and wife team, Brian and Ashley, they're there to bring your jewelry ideas to life and make the jewelry buying experience something that you won't soon forget. They're there to help you out with all of your jewelry repairs, engagement rings, just because gifts, or appraisal needs. On site, you have a master jeweler and a certified appraiser. You don't have to send those things out and then wait a couple days to hear things back. They're right there at your fingertips. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Brian Nicholas Jewelry, or you can just stop in and say hi at the Pawn and Jewelry Exchange. There's convenient parking right there at the pawn shop. You won't have to go search for a parking spot. So, uh, what are you guys waiting for? get down there and check it out. This episode is also brought to you by Greensburg Video. If you and your company are in need of social media videos, web videos, broadcast TV commercials, anything that you can think of that has to do with photography or video, you can hit me up at greensburgvideo.com or gbgvideo.net. If you know me, you know my heart is local, and what I like to do is take that level of production from those big brands that I've worked with and bring it to the local market at local prices. Also, don't forget that you can advertise on this very podcast. If you're interested in that, reach out. I'm really pumped about this episode. I'm really happy to share it with you. We have Rebecca and Michael from the Westmoreland Rotary. Let's do it. Welcome to the local 724 Podcast in 3, 2, one. Welcome back to The Local Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hauser. Today, we have Rebecca and Mike from the Westmoreland Rotary. Tell me a little bit about the Rotary, guys.
1: Yes. So we are a group of young and young-minded professionals um, from the local area. And sort of the, the Rotary motto is service above self. So we like to give back to our community um, in terms of you know raising funds or service projects and also have a lot of fun while we're doing it. And we've been around for just about 20 years, but Mike knows a little bit more about our history.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Man. Um, a lot of people have probably heard of Rotary in a massive international organization given back all across the globe. We started in 2001 with the idea that young professionals want to do the same thing that more seasoned career veterans want to do, which is support the community where they work, live, and hopefully raise families. Mm-hmm. But they, they needed a different way to to deliver on that one, right? Yeah. So the Greensburg Rotary, which has been around for over 100 years, great organization, uh, sponsored a what is known as a satellite club. But we're like an incubator project. Say, okay, let's take a very rigid structure, loosen it a little bit, Mm-hmm. Allow you to define what Rotary might mean to you as somebody in your twenties, thirties, and early forties, and then run with it. So, uh, chartered in two thousand and one, we we got a core group together and decided that you know we're going to be more hyper local. Yeah, there's there's great international projects from clean water to eradicating polio to these these amazing literacy uh, initiatives that are out there, and and while we do contribute to that our core focus is right here. And the reason we're Rotary of Westmoreland is because that is our reach. We're Mm -hmm. not just a Greensburg based organization. Although we do meet here every Wednesday um, at six o'clock. It's just, we want to have that, that impact across the County. So um, young professionals have kind of found us as we find them because the commitment is real, but it's not as rigid. It it's, it's flexible with a young person's schedule with the way that they have to sometimes prioritize differently. Right. And, uh, and so with that in mind, uh, we've, we've had a lot of success with that flexible approach to being community driven service above self individuals with a big forgiving heart. If you can't make it every week.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the difference, I guess, between like, you know, what a rotary is and uh, say like a networking group, just like any other networking group. What's the difference there?
2: So the big difference is while, while rotary recognizes your vocation mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's critically important that, that we bring people that have found success and, and that want to expand that vocation, uh, it is very much on the back burner. Mm-hmm. The core focus is what can we do for this community? While that community may support our businesses and our, in our endeavors, it is not the driver, right? It's let's come together with, with time, treasure, and talent that we all possess and figure out how to amplify that right here in our backyard. So Rotary is more interested in what you can bring for your community than what you can take back out from the club. Yeah. And that's a big distinction. That's awesome. That's so perfect,
0: and that's like that's such an important thing. Like now, especially with the resurgence of Greensburg and everything like that, uh, we have more people moving in here. It's a very like, you know, uh, business oriented type of a city. Uh, there's lots of things going on. Um, I mean, just the idea that we have professionals of all ages trying to like give back and really prioritize the the area you know, all of Westmoreland as, you know, something that they'd like to, uh, you know, beautify or give back and things like that is just, I mean, that's where everybody's mind is right now. And and the fact that, you know, that hyper local, just, uh, attention to detail and things is it's fantastic. People appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And so I am an outsider. So I moved here just about four years ago from out of state. Where were you from? Uh, from Minneapolis, but was living okay. in Charlottesville, Virginia. Cool. And, I just happened to be at our meeting place one Wednesday and the bartender said, I think this is your, your group. I think these are your people, which was so neat. And it's, it sounds corny, but it was one of the best decisions I ever made. And I met this incredible group of people and I'm able to give back to a community that I fell in love with so quickly.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. Where do you guys meet?
1: That's a loaded question middle of the pandemic we are doing <laughs> right, sort of yeah. a a hybrid system so we have been meeting in Twin Lakes Park just to get some breathing room yeah um but for the time being we are at Moreland's at Waterworks okay so 6 p.m on
0: Wednesdays yeah nice big space there exactly tons of space to meet and
2: social distance and all of that. We also do a zoom, right? Yeah. Every single week you can join via zoom and, uh, and anybody that's interested in learning more about rotary, um, no obligations. Come check us out. Really friendly group, you know, welcome you and just say, Hey, see if this might be a fit for the way that you want to give back to your community, because it's everything, you know, you can, I, I feel like some of the rotary clubs that we call legacy clubs, they're intimidating Mm -hmm. and you might feel lost if you went to one of their meetings and uh, maybe your voice would be overshadowed. Ours isn't it's engaging. It's sit down. Who are you? What are you doing? Hey, what can you bring to the community? And by the way, how can we support you? So um, it's really an, an an open architecture style of we're all here when we could be doing something else because we've prioritized Mm that this giving back is important. Right. So let's respect each other and give each other the megaphone they need to kind of get their voice out there. That's awesome. And that's what makes it pretty unique from a, from a a young professional standpoint and mm-hmm. an incubator standpoint. This is uh, for many people, their introduction to rotary.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So is it like, what are the main things that I guess you attribute to the fact that you guys are just a little more loose than than typical rotaries.
2: Yeah, so Rotary's been around for over 100 years and um in a, in any structure that is going to survive that long needs to have certain protocols, sure. right? Because yep. as you grow, you have to introduce additional, I'll say, rules. Great, right, yeah. Well, when we first kicked this off, we were we weren't very fond of rules. And sounds uh, like my, my kind <laughs> of people. So so we said that we'll adopt the overarching themes of Rotary mm-hmm. service above self. There's this thing called the four way test that when you think, say and act, you should, you should measure that against four things. Is it the truth? Is it fair? Does it promote goodwill and friendships? And, uh, and is it beneficial to all the concerned? So that really resonated and the good work that Rotary does in, in, the validation of being part of this great umbrella called Rotary helps us to accomplish our mission. But outside of that, we really kind of write our own rules. Yeah. And we use every single year in Rotary to develop the path, and that path. Is is swiftly changing. We don't have legacy projects that we've been doing for seventy two years because, damn it, that's what we always do. Right, yeah, right. Every year we look at each other, gut check, and say, "Who needs our help most?" Yeah. How do we deliver on that? And, um, and let's have some fun while we're doing it. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I mean, growth. That's that's the biggest thing. Like, in order to grow, you have to, you know, kind of, you got to take the temperature of the room, see what's you know, see what's up, and then. Uh, go from there. I mean, it's, you can't just do the same things that you're always doing. I mean, that that's something that in the corporate world I struggled with. It was just like, why are we doing this? And it was, well, because we always did and it works. It does work, but it takes like 10 times longer and we could do it this way. yield the same results and go get launched some more. Yeah. So,
2: you know what I mean? Well, when you said, you know, what's the difference in, uh, without distracting or detracting rather from, from all the awesome work that other clubs are doing, mm-hmm. um, they typically meet for a breakfast or a lunch, right? We intentionally meet at happy hour. Yep. I, I don't have the ability or flexibility in my schedule to make it at seven thirty every Wednesday morning or right. noon every Wednesday morning, but I sure try and find some time to unwind after my work day yeah. with a cocktail, see some friends. And, mm-hmm. and chart the the path towards doing great work together. Yeah. So even that difference, that slight nuance of just changing what time the meeting is, um, helps to accommodate young families or mm-hmm. people working from out of town but living in the seven two four. Right. Right. So we can say at six o'clock. Meet you. Have a drink. Let's figure out what good we're gonna do. And uh, that that's been successful for us. Yeah. And
1: while we do meet at a you know happy hour, we are very much family based. So people bring mm-hmm. their kids. Um, so, you know, don't let that, um, you know, sort of get in the way of anything. Kids are definitely welcome, and it's a right. huge part of what we do. And a lot of our organizations that we benefit um, through our fundraising and our service projects are for the kids in the area, which I know we're all passionate about.
0: Yeah. I, I think I think it's cool that you guys did change it to, like, a happy hour. And not just because I like to drink beer, but <laughs> I think that, like, you know, back in back in the day, I used to be a very shy person. So I think that maybe having a drink to like loosen up to be able to, you know, go into a group and be vocal and, you know, participate is, you know, that would help it just like, you know, maybe just one beer, just to like take the edge off and say like, all right, I feel comfortable, you know, and you get to know people and and your friends and, you know, before long you're, you're part of the group.
2: Exactly. Towards the end of the meeting, there's a lot of, uh, Liquid courage. Yeah, right? I'm sure. But that helps us to tackle some big problems. It really does, yeah. And, um, and, and to even parlay that into how we approach these projects, we're dependent on new members' energy and ideas. So as soon as you come into the club, you kind of get your feet wet and you say, yeah, this feels right. It's an immediate ask. Mm-hmm. What moves you? Cool. Hey, there's a lot of kids out there that have disabilities and, um, you know, they just love the opportunity to ride a bicycle once in their life. Oh right. yeah. How do we make that happen? What other organizations can we partner with? What fundraising activities can we do? How can we wrap this into a fun theme mm-hmm. and then get something good accomplished? And that comes from a new member and another new member might come and say, Hey, you know, um, I'm from England and I've never played kickball. And, uh, and my brother had leukemia and, I'm sorry, it was dodgeball. I've never played dodgeball. My brother had leukemia. I'd love to do a dodgeball tournament to benefit kids with leukemia. Mm-hmm. And it happens because everyone kind of rallies around it. So yeah. there is no defined charity that we go after. Our our overarching goals are always for this club, keep it as local as we can. Mm-hmm. If it if we always tie into the is it fair and is it beneficial? But then it's wide open. So if you you know you want to give back, but you're not really sure how, you could come to a Rotary like ours and say, I don't know if I want to give to the food bank, which we did this year. I don't know if I want to help with leukemia for kids or or Variety Pittsburgh and put kids on adaptive bicycles. Or I don't know if I want to help the Humane Society or or, or do some trail cleanup. And we kind of just smirk and look and say, I'm so glad because we do all those things. Yeah. And, uh, that makes it, it's a robust approach to giving back. Really. That's
0: awesome. I like the fact that you guys, not only are you like leaning on each other in the group, but you're also leaning on your contacts outside of the group to, to make things happen.
2: And luckily, um, and that is a big advantage to being under the rotary umbrella. Mm-hmm. It really paves the way it's, it's, it gets us past the gatekeepers at some large organizations. Yeah. Like the food bank, they yeah. take our call. And, and that's great because Rotary is well-respected internationally. Mm-hmm. Even though a bunch of, you know, young professionals meeting on a Wednesday may not get that same attention, because we carry that banner, we get a lot done. Right. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Can you guys talk about, like, more specifically, some of the projects that you guys have done?
1: Absolutely. So it's been a tough year, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all understand that. No doubt. Uh, so we've had to shift a little bit. We can't have our big events like we tend to. Um, One of our biggest events is the Bar Crawl that we do for um, Share the Joy, which is an organization locally that gives um, presents to kids at Christmas time, and not Mm -hmm. only gifts but also food for the family. So it's a really awesome um, sort of large-scale program here. And we're not having the Bar Crawl, so what do we do? And we've shifted to um, a new event that's a virtual trivia night, and it's pretty informal. It's on the first Friday of each night. And as Mike mentioned, um, to begin with, it benefited the Westmoreland County Food Bank. But now we're shifting to, you know, Christmas is fewer than two months away. So we're um, now looking at Share the Joy. It's a really informal, fun way to get together. It's 10 bucks. It's an hour and a half of trivia. uh, And we're having a blast with it. And it's been a a fun push with the pandemic to think about sort of a positive result to um, be pushed to think creatively and come up with new ideas, which is a skill no matter what for this group. But, yeah. Um, so if anybody's interested in trivia, we're on it right now. Um, but we also just wrapped up a coat drive, which benefited um, Feeding the Spirit in downtown Greensburg. And our next service project is Pint for a Pint. So you give some blood to Vitalant here, which is an awesome group who, um, when you donate blood products, the products stay here and benefit people in our area, unlike okay. some other organizations, which ship it out nationally or internationally. Um, So when you're donating blood products here, it stays. And we've partnered with um, All Saints Brewery. So we don't recommend... In, right. <laughs> and imbibing day of your donation. Um, but so that's sort of the, the pint for the pint idea, but also offering, um, ice it cream, cheap that <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> um, but also offering an ice cream alternative as well. So kind of a you know yeah. a double entendre, um, the double meaning, but that that's going on. And then in the spring, we're going to have a huge event. We don't know. I use the word huge, but we'll see where we are in this world at that point, but yeah. outdoor beer, food trucks, um, and we'll, we'll pick an organization later for that. So f- certainly follow us on Facebook and our website to to learn more. But those are the big things we're focusing on right now. Um, but we've had events in the past, like Mike mentioned, the the trike race as part of Greensburg Craft Beer Week, yeah. uh, dodgeball tournaments. Um, we had an 80s prom about two years ago, which was a ton of fun, um, benefiting suicide prevention and awareness. Um, so we're keeping busy.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Now's a good time, I think, to talk to me about uh, how COVID really kind of impacted the events that you guys do. Even Well, we kind of talked about your meetings and stuff like that, but how has COVID really kind of like threw a wrench in your works?
1: Well, I mean, we didn't have, usually we're at least quarterly having these big events that bring in, you know, $5,000 easily to to, um, work with a local organization. And that wasn't happening. And we didn't do anything in the spring. Um, But we quickly started looking internally, what can we be doing? Um, And that's where we've sort of moved to virtual, which isn't ideal for a lot of our events. But again, a trivia night each month allows us to sort of get to that goal slowly. Um, But also thinking through what kind of service projects can we be doing? And a lot of people aren't taking large groups right now, which, you know, when we get together for service projects, we like to do it as a group. Um, so we're thinking of things like, again, a blood drive that's spaced out so Mm -hmm. that we're not all in a room together and just trying to be extra safe while still supporting in ways that we can. So we're trying a few new things, um, so far so good, but we'll see how it goes in the spring.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's crazy to see how many people got like so creative, different businesses and people and you know what you had to do to meet with somebody or talk to somebody, um, you know, Zoom is probably really, really excited that they are like the number one, you know, way to meet with people at this point. But, um, I mean, I had to take this podcast to Zoom and because, you know, this, I didn't know. Back in like March, April, June, I wasn't like 100% sure that, you know, this was okay. We sit in this room. Um, You know, I had a guest not too long ago ask that we not put the video up or pictures because he wasn't cool if his work, would know that we were here talking without masks and it's tough to do a show without masks. Um, right behind you, I had my plexi, my plexiglass divider yeah. here. I mean, that was a pain in the ass. It was just like, you know, it's really tough to carry on normal, uh, you know, in this this environment. You know what I yeah. mean?
1: And we just have to make good decisions and yeah, yeah we're not going to hold our bar crawl this year because that seems negligent to have right. 100, yeah. 150 people in a bar. Yep. Um, but we are again, looking towards the spring of having something outside, you know, what can we be doing that's still meeting our needs, our goals, not only for us, but for the community um, while being safe.
2: Yeah. It wasn't easy decisions though, right? You know, this is right. a spirited group and uh, there was spirited debate. There was quite a few hands going up to keep the bar crawl, right? The bars and oh, restaurants sure. need yeah. us. The people want some sense of normalcy. The organizations that we benefit could use us now more than ever. So we struggle, like everybody else, to balance what's right and, and temper our enthusiasm because being a little bit younger, um, we're certainly we're certainly aware of the situation, mm-hmm. but still carry that mantle of invincibility. So yeah, we do push as as safely as possible, and so we're still trying to define for our group what COVID means. And getting as creative as possible, but one of the things that I really respect that, that Rebecca's done is because we can remain nimble, we're small enough and fast enough that we can pull the community. What do you really need right now? Because we were planning on doing this. We don't need that anymore. You know what we could right. use? prepackaged meals to give away. Don't buy turkeys for Thanksgiving. Give us this instead. No problem. We shift. We pivot. We move to where the need is most. So we've been real attentive to what our partners in the community really need. And while the ask may be a little smaller, it's almost more impactful, more precise to what they really need. So, um, it's been a challenge, but something that I think we've grown through, not, not something that's thwarted our mission. It's, it's made it better. Mm -hmm. And, um, we'll just keep shuffling the deck and see what comes out. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's really kind of all you can do. And, you know, to get creative uh, and, and do different things, you know, virtually, And I've heard a million and one different events around this town that have been like, we're going to do that virtually now. And it's like, wait, how, the, the creativeness is just like, it's mind-blowing. It's so incredible to me. Uh, again, going back to corporate, it was hilarious because I was like, hey, you know, I kind of shoot on like Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. That's kind of like the typical schedule. About Tuesday, Thursday, I work from home. Is that like cool? And it was like, no, that could never happen. You, you're you crazy. Immediately, within like two days, I see corporate goes home. And I'm just like, oh, wow, I guess it could have happened. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's just like, it's wild. People are adapting and they're making things like happen for them. Uh, you know, even, you know, God forbid this, this happens again next year. And we have to deal with that. But like, you know, a, a bar crawl. Is it possible that, you know, you get creative and instead you go out and buy six packs and take them home and like have a virtual event that way Mm -hmm. or something like that? Or you have some kind of an event that you have to do, you know, drunk trivia, drunk history, drunk, whatever. Right. But like, I mean, how you get creative, it's all, everything's available now. Mm -hmm. You can do anything. It's so accessible. It really is. That's the word
1: I keep going back to. And even in terms of our meetings, um, I know there's difficulty meeting virtually. It's a pain. Mm-hmm. We we're all sick of it to some degree. Got to kick
0: the kids off the PlayStation. Right.
1: <laughs> but right now we are able to have people who aren't comfortable meeting in person yeah. connecting with us over zoom. And so everything just feels so accessible. I know I'm attending conferences that I wouldn't have been able to any, um, you know, in a normal year. And so I think that's something we have to think about moving forward to of just the accessibility of things like this.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's just like, it's something that everyone has to deal with. Everyone has to adapt and get over it. I mean, there's really nothing more that, you know, you guys can, anyone can do, Mm -hmm. you know,
2: we, um, we do have kind of an appeal to the community in that if there's something, if there's an idea that someone has, whether you're an individual, a business or a nonprofit or a, a desperate need that you have, bring it to us. There's nothing like giving a hard, what seems to be unsolvable problem mm-hmm. to a bunch of people that just love attacking something like that. Um, we had, you know, a local bike company, flat tire company. They wanted to do a beer mile and Westmoreland County Fairgrounds. And they said, but we want it to be for charity and we want you to be the partner. And we said, well, hell yeah, we'll be your yeah. partner. And we ran that with them for three years and we had a great time doing it. It was the only event of its kind in, in all of West, well, more than Westmoreland County, like the tri-state area. So that was them bringing an idea, right? So, so to the listeners on the 7240, we got to say, what's on your mind? How can we make that something that we can collaborate with you and deliver some, a good back to the community? Yeah, And um, we're wide open for ideas. As a matter of fact, most of our ideas come externally. Mm-hmm. We, you know, our little echo chamber, we just kind of recycle things. So right, bring yeah. <laughs> the new stuff in and we'll see how we can we can get it done. And That's it doesn't
1: awesome. even have to be a large project. So even... Um, if they need a day of service. So again, Mike mentioned cleaning trails. You know, we can help the local park service clean up some trails, make them easier to use. And then also we have speakers every month. We want people to come in and talk to us and get us excited about what they're doing because that inevitably leads to us being excited and we'll get on board with these projects. And so we do have a speaker um, coming up on November 18th at All Saints, Owen's Odyssey. He's raising money to end polio. It's a um, treatable disease and it's almost gone. And he's hiking the whole Appalachian trail. And so come to all saints, six o'clock on uh, November 18th and drink a beer and hear how you can eradicate polio. <laughs>
0: that's awesome.
1: That's like, Easy.
0: that's intense, right? It's like, <laughs> Hey, we're going to just end polio. That's, I mean, and that's it's awesome. Doable. It's, close. it's doable. Yes, yeah. That's so fantastic. I mean, I love to hear you guys talking about your projects and stuff. You guys are like very, uh, excited about that. And it's, it's inspiring. Um, what, uh, I know that you guys are probably very excited about all of the projects that you guys have done, but what's like one project that you guys are like really, really proud of that you've done.
2: I'll chime in only because it really, really tugged at my heartstrings. Mm -hmm. Um, when we partnered with Jess for the craft beer week, the Variety Pittsburgh is an organization that does great work for, for kids all over the tri-state area. But one thing that they do is they provide adaptive bicycles to disabled children. Mm -hmm. So these are kids that, that have all the desire to be in the neighborhood with the wind blowing through their hair. And they have to look out the window and watch their classmates and, and, and peers enjoying. So when, when we said how much fun can we have raising money to get some bicycles that cost in excess of $3,000 to some families who certainly can't afford that to bring these kids, some sense of normal childhood. And, uh, so we kind of brainstormed and came up with a, a beer drinking adult tricycle riding costume wearing extravaganza. And, uh, (laughs) And we delivered, you know, uh, six bicycles, three three, one year, three the next year. Wow. And uh, for us, that um, when we saw there was one of the young men who got his bike and did a parade for us and, and actually led the, the victory lap, uh, sorry, the pace lap the next year. And all he kept saying is greatest day ever when That's he got fantastic. his bike. And, it, you know, that kind of stuff, if that doesn't keep you coming back, yeah. you know, you, you don't come at all
0: (laughs) yeah I mean that's that's the biggest thing I mean just like you know helping people feeling that like I mean that's that's something that'll make your make your whole entire life yeah I mean that's it's fantastic to give back and see the response that you get and you know to have somebody like him just saying like greatest day ever you did that for his life and that doesn't go away I mean that that lasts forever Mm -hmm. that's so awesome very cool
1: yeah, and similarly, we have a member who he was president at the time. Um, he has an autistic son, and so we had mm-hmm. an art auction for autism, and to see the direct results of raising funds to get these, um, you know, special tools for the classroom, special desks uh, for these children. I mean, just to see his family and what it meant to them. But of course, that's for the the whole school, the whole district, and um, to be able to witness those impacts is it's incredible. I mean, that's what keeps you going. That's what we're here for. Again, service above self. And then we have some fun along the way.
0: Yeah.
2: There's one more and not to belabor it, but, um, one of our members was, was from Costa Rica and, um, he was really moved because in third world countries, when, when natural disasters strike, it's devastating. You Mm -hmm. know, they don't have FEMA swooping in and, and, and helping and, And so Rotary, and this is where Rotary International, we can really leverage that relationship. Rotary has these things called shelter boxes, and they can be airdropped. And it essentially provides life for a family of up to six people with a portable stove, a tent, food, dehydrated food, water, um, clothing, everything a family would need airdropped into a disaster zone. And he said, we got to do something. We got to get a couple of these shoulder boxes. It costs a couple thousand dollars a piece, and we've got to do it now. And this was during the Haitian crisis. And mm-hmm. um, so we came up with an idea to have a zombie apocalypse, like airsoft battle. Yeah. And it was killer. And we bought a bunch <laughs> of shoulder boxes. So, you know, we it doesn't just always have to be that... You know, we make this local neat connection that we want to deliver on. That was something that moved him. And the whole group saw that passion in him yeah. and said, we're on board, man. Point us in a direction. So
0: That's incredible. I mean, yeah. like, just the, I mean, you guys must have the coolest stories on the planet. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, for the normal person to be like, hey, you know, you know, I did this. And you're like, we dropped <laughs> shelter boxes in coaster or well yeah or uh it was haiti yeah, but yeah haiti yeah. that's that's incredible, i yeah, mean and again mike's history
1: he's been he's a founding member i don't know if I mentioned that, so he's been doing this for nineteen, going on twenty years, and so the impact our early members, and we have so many of them still I've only been here four years you know i I'm a newbie in in the grand scheme of this club, um but the amount of good work that's been done in that time period is incredible and we often don't like to toot our own horn of course because the focus is on uh the people we're working with um but it's an exciting group to be a part of so
0: yeah i mean i think it's you need to you need to toot your own horn every once in a while and let people know what you're doing because that is also going to promote growth people are going to hear about the things that you're doing and they are going to want to be a part of it i mean that's important
1: Absolutely. So we are looking for new members. We, yeah. Again, these we want these new ideas. We want fresh ideas. So again, currently meeting at Moreland's at Waterworks, 6 p.m. Wednesdays. And you can also, you know, email us, rotoreviewwestmoreland at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, all that. If people want more information about our events and how to become a member, um, we invite anybody to a meeting. We'll buy you a beer and we'll talk.
0: There you go. If there's one reason to stop by and <laughs> hang out, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's just, it's just so cool. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, people, especially now, I mean, with COVID and everything that that happened this year, uh, everybody really just kind of went hyper local uh, to help restaurants and, and bars. And, you know, people were still doing virtual tip jars for bartenders and, you know, still paying their barbers uh, haircut fee when you didn't go get a haircut and things like that. So, you know, I, there's a lot of passionate people around here that are definitely, I think, good material for you guys. I think that uh, you guys would find some, some great members and I hope that the show helps spread the word about you guys.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much.
2: It's been great.
0: Absolutely. Do you guys have any other way to get a hold of you guys? Anything else that uh, we can share with, the listeners.
1: Yeah. So our website is, uh, rotary of Facebook is, um, rotary of westmoreland and, um, email us at rotary of westmoreland at gmail.com with ideas or, or if you're interested in becoming a member or just want to come talk to us, we're up for anything.
2: Yeah. Come kick the tires. Love to see you.
1: And maybe have a beer. Awesome.
0: <laughs> you guys were awesome. So thank you for being on the show and, uh, yeah, I hope this uh, really kind of just helps spread the word and gets it out there. Yes. Thank you. Thanks,
1: Jordan. All right, for sure. All
0: right. If we're being serious here, I had no idea what the rotary was before this episode. And I am very happy that I do know what it is now because it's such an amazing thing that these guys are doing for the community and people in need just right here in our area. It's so awesome. And like they said on the show, they're so hyper locally focused and uh, so you know that all of that is really benefiting the people right here in our community so uh if you're interested check them out uh the westmoreland rotary you can find them on facebook and uh instagram again this episode of this podcast was brought to you by brian nicholas jewelry you guys should stop down there it's right down here in greensburg they're right inside of the pawn jewelry exchange so it's definitely a little hidden gem inside of greensburg i mean they're not your typical jewelry shop there's no stuffiness there's no intimidation or anything like that they're really there to help you out and the fact that they are a husband and wife team really makes it a welcoming atmosphere as i said earlier you have access to a master jeweler and a certified appraiser right there on site they can do everything for you right there on site so it's very cool you can find them on instagram facebook at brian nicholas jewelry and uh you can even just stop in and say hey that's how loose the atmosphere is there it's really cool just pop in say hey ask some questions and they'll tell you what's up go check them out i really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i'll see you next time